0: yeah we don't have to clap anymore i'm gonna miss the clap
1: i kind of like that well it sounds bad when you say it that way
0: <laughs> okay well yeah uh welcome everyone to game busters 2
1: <laughs> the clap the se- the the sequel.
0: Se- yeah the sequel to this podcast um i'm doing a backup recording on obs too just in case um Okay. Well, welcome everyone. Um, my name is Nirav and um, yeah, welcome to, we're, we're using a Zencaster, which is like an online thing that is like recording our, our voice words as we speak and it's going to just give them to me. Um, oh, nope. Google has heard me <laughs> and my microphone is, I'm reading all the words I'm saying on my, my phone right now. It's still going. I'm Are afraid to stop because if this? I do, then <laughs> it's going to search for everything that I've said in the last minute
2: i was wondering what that noise was in the background it sounded a little bit uh uh i don't know i don't know i don't, even know, the word I don't, I word don't know what <laughs> i don't know what
0: google command heard there because it was like uh, three paragraphs there but it just opened discord on my phone
1: okay. you know it heard the word record and voices mm. and it was like lord knows what this man wants but let's try this
0: let's do it so yeah um I'm going to, uh, we'll go ahead and, and, um, I think kick off with some, some housekeeping. So, uh, Ree is unfortunately not going to be able to do the show regularly anymore, um, because of work commitments and, um, uh, mostly the fact that her schedule is not really the same as, as mine, uh, being that she does not have weekends off and works very long on weekends, um, for recording and stuff. So she's still going to be on as a guest whenever we can get her, um, but um, yeah, for uh, at the moment, I um, I just kind of like walked around downtown near the river, and I, I found this woman here. <laughs> um, Alyssa, uh, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, guys. My name is Alyssa. You guys have probably heard me on the Overwatch podcast, and I believe the Hades podcast.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you came on our big mega podcast with forty oh, people.
2: That's true. Yeah, I was also on that one.
0: Yeah, I actually, chaos. on that
1: one too. I was. Like, yeah, the chaos was on- cast. <laughs> the podcast to get in yeah
0: yeah okay great um yeah so Alyssa is gonna be uh taken over as co-host to help me hopefully it'll it'll still be pretty fun because Alyssa and I've known each other for a few years um Mm. uh from Quidditch which is maybe funny maybe funnier than the the lie that I found her by the river
2: (laughs) honestly like why didn't we just open it up with that
0: (laughs) yeah the the truth is often stranger than fiction um I've Go got on.
2: some big shoes to fill for sure, but I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to start helping yeah. out. Yeah, Re,
0: if you're listening to this, Alyssa said you have big feet.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Re, please don't don't listen to Nirav. Everything he says is lies.
0: That's true. Except and even the thing I just said, where I said it was true, that was also a lie. Um. Oh um, yeah. man. So yeah. Um. And Ashley is here with us today. I uh, am
1: not co-hosting; just visiting.
0: just, just stopping in. Just stopping um, in
1: to see how this goes.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, we'll we'll um you know, think this this podcast has been, you know, adapting, evolving <laughs> and changing formats a lot and stuff. So I think and I think we've hit a good rhythm and so like, you know, maybe maybe this is a good time to just say like, you know how like Fortnite did like, oh, like Fortnite went offline and then it came back and it was chapter 2. <laughs> maybe this is, so this, maybe is this is Gamebusters chapter 2.
2: I guess, I mean, let's hope that it's I guess as good as Fortnite
0: there's like a chapter big two is
2: Fortnite <laughs> is Fortnite chapter two good I have not. I don't know I've never I played actually Fortnite don't know.
0: I think they, ad- they added fishing I remember which was big so probably good
2: all I know is that like they had that Ariana Grande concert like in
0: oh, Fortnite that was, yeah and that yeah. was actually
2: pretty dope looking honestly I looked
0: cool I, I didn't attend it because I would have to download Fortnite to do that but yeah
2: same <laughs> was that during the
1: the troubles the bad times here
2: uh that was like two I think was... or three months ago
0: yeah. okay
1: yeah so kind of like mid yeah still going I mean we're yeah. still here
0: we're still in the bad trouble the tru- you're yeah the you're bad time t- yeah, the bad like, trouble you're you're gonna have a bad time that's all it is uh... and like that's that's what it is okay so <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and get, like jump into our intro so we're just gonna talk about what we've been playing this week or if you want to toss out like TV shows or movies or something you saw you want to give a shout out whatever what you've been doing this week
2: um, um, yeah Alyssa
0: go start us off
2: <laughs> I mean I haven't been playing any new games unfortunately I've been playing a lot more League um, oh. <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I just I, I got a lot of skins for League recently because I got um, I got quite a bit of currency so I just I want to use the skins <laughs> and I've been having fun with that um, the Apex servers are finally like semi playable <laughs> so I've been trying to play that more but I still keep getting kicked out like every couple of games so it's hard to keep wanting to do that.
0: Um that's exciting. Are you getting kicked out because you're cheating?
2: Yeah, it's exactly what's happening. Um yeah. I'm just I'm just so good at the game that the um whatever their anti-cheat program is thinks that I'm cheating so it keeps trying to kick me out.
0: Yeah, weirdly it's still Riot Vanguard. I don't know. <laughs> like it's still opening up every time.
2: For respawn, yeah. Re- yeah. Respawn took Riot Vanguard and um yeah you know
0: that 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 fucking program has given me such a nightmare because like I, I tried to like disable it automatically starting up because like i don't play valorant that much like mm-hmm. but i do play it sometimes and like so it's just like annoying it because it's unlike startup it's like launching your valorant anti-cheat i'm like i'm not gonna play valorant for another four weeks stop it
2: yeah the anti-cheat system is very uh it's obtuse yeah it 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 watches everything let's let's say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, yeah, I mean and Valor, of course, but from Riot Games, owned by Tencent Games, aka Winnie the Pooh himself. <laughs> <laughs> um yes, Ashley, what have you been doing?
1: Uh in sort of my ongoing quest to rediscover things that I should have discovered during like childhood or teenagehood, I have been playing a lot of Minecraft this week. I love those those cubes. They're they're good and they make animals and I'm really into that. I'm really into sheep as a concept, but made out. of Have blocks. you made a
0: golem yet?
1: No, I I'm really I'm very bad at it and I sort of thought it would be more forgiving than it is. Um, Are you playing in I, survival? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm playing in somebody else's realm and they they mm. have they have some hard hard settings and I I don't mind dying all the time. What I mind is that the text bar consistently shows people how many times I've been dying and I don't like. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like other people seeing like Ashley fell in lava. Ashley fell off a tall thing. Ashley got killed by gollum. Not gollums.
0: Zombies. <laughs> <The> gollum.
1: <laughs> yeah, the what? the hobbit boy. He's in there. Yeah.
0: Wow. No. Those are some really cool mods you've got. No, in there.
1: the hobbit boy's not in there. I meant zombies. Um. So I've been doing that, and then strangely enough, that's kind of stressful, which I thought it wouldn't be. So I've been playing uh, okay. some more Breath of the Wild, but as a hiking simulation because I'm done the game and I'm just.
0: You should try Death Stranding. Think As a hiking actually...
1: simulation, <laughs> I think no, it, it
0: is. I mean, I think you, I think you would enjoy it if you're just trying to hike and like chill out a little bit and like. I'm get finding some
1: some, some Korok seeds still. They're around.
2: Yeah. I've never played Death Stranding, but I'm pretty sure you're giving Ash a very different time.
0: Uh... <laughs> I'm just trying to ease her into it because. Oh man. Okay, look. I had a friend over uh, at my place yesterday who has like never seen a video game before, ever, like she was like i was like mario and she's like is that the tennis guy like that's where we were and so <laughs> oh, like
1: man. no
0: but like uh i like i i showed her like some of the mario like old like Mario super mario bros and then mario 64 and then sunshine and like kind of and then odyssey kind of like to show her like the pro- the progression that's of games a lot over time. in
1: one day for someone who's never seen well no before. no
0: M- meaning like okay this is how games have like progressed over time this is kind of like where we started and where we're at you know and mm-hmm. like um she was really fascinated by it and then i was like now i'm gonna go for it and i showed her Death stranding like <sighs> and had her play a little bit and she's like so fucking fascinated by it and was like i like like she just like was like no i want, i need to do this for like an hour and then was like i'm gonna like i'm gonna go home and see if like this the computer that we have can run dead stranding because like i i want to play this game i have it to be the first video game that i play
1: i okay, do really gonna- kind of sympathize with that though because like the reason I'm rediscovering all these games is because as a kid, they were like things my little brother liked. I was like, yeah, that's anything yeah. my brother likes is inherently lame, which means every video game is something I don't want. And like, who would have thunk it? But he had a point. They're pretty cool. And like, <laughs> yeah. So I think all of this, like, not to, not to like, jump the gun here but the reason you told me to play undertale is because i was so scared to play games where i had to fight because i had never done it before
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and i think it's also a fair thing to say a lot of people don't want to play like overly violent games and that's totally cool and like i don't know i guess that's like a good transition into this like of it being a great i think it's a great game both for people who are like really sucked into like i've played a thousand hour you know a thousand twenty thousand hour jrpgs and like I'll be trapped in this forever. And also for like people who are totally new to like the whole idea of, of video games, like it's just such a weird, refreshing thing. And I think it also like, I think it does a good job being different than what very, very different than what the public perception of what video games are. Maybe is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I think it was my gateway game and then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden games were like a thing I did.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I guess for me, I've been um, quickly. I mostly, I haven't been playing too much uh, this week. I mostly have been um, uh, on that Disco Elysium grind, which is very good. Ash, you would love that game too.
2: Okay.
0: Um, you should get it. It's a it's a detective RPG, but there's no like fighting in it. And like I can all of do stats. fighting
1: now, though. I've grown well, as a game person. As long as I can button mash, I'm ready
0: right well no it's not like you you're well that wasn't what i was saying like i'm, I'm saying it's like more interesting because there's yeah, no combat no, in the rpg yeah. and like it is like all the stats and everything are all about like using your brain and like solving like just just dialogue trees of of like understanding and talking to people and like they added a a giant update like earlier this year so every line in the game is voiced and it's got like crazy good voice acting for everybody you meet and like you actually have to like legitimately like be smart enough to like solve mysteries because you're like a cop um okay. and it's extremely it's it's in a world like it's in a fa- parallel fantasy world it's like not in this world you know but so maybe but there are still some problems with the the cops and the unions and everything. <laughs> damn and the, i did a whole my whole like three at first three hours of this game were like talking to people and solving critical race theory in with a bunch of fake races and countries Huh. Which was like absolutely think, mind-boggling. You
1: s- wow, you solved racism, though. That's good. I I did. I'm Man's... actually.
0: So I was actually on my way to confront the racist man about racism because I solved it, and like, le- legitimately, it said like I got like a notification that I was like you have solved critical race theory, and I was like <laughs> you're ready to confront the racist. That's. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I'm ready, I and I know went if over there. That's what
1: critical race theory is.
0: Well, no, they they went through like a, a bunch of stuff like it, it's 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 also poking fun at itself. It's very yeah, aware yeah, yeah, of no, what figured, it's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I went over there and I was like, oh, man, I, I'm not I don't have enough energy to confront the, the racist tonight. I'm going to just take this call quickly on the radio. And then I died when I answered the radio. <laughs> and Wait, nobody why? nobody nobody had told me that i could die but apparently if your morale falls low enough then you just oh, die <laughs>
2: who knew you could die like that i mean i, I guess that's sort of realistic
0: i guess it I is. and not. i lost 45 minutes of game and then i turned it off and i'll go <laughs> maybe i'll try again later um
2: i mean i do too when i lose all morale just kind of you know just sort of fade keel away. over yeah it's yeah. weird because yeah. i
0: also lost a lot of morale and died after i lost all that progress <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and then I have been on that Squid Grind. Um, I really want to watch it. I watched I'll, I watched the entirety of Squid Game in two days, and then over yesterday and today, I am almost finished watching the entirety of Midnight Mass. So Netflix is doing well right now. I've Heard um, really
2: good things about Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is good. I have super heard good, good things about Midnight Mass.
0: Squid Game is very very good, and it's really entertaining and addictive. I but it's like know what not going gonna- to. It's it's like it's not going to win any Emmys is one kind of the thing but like Midnight Mass like the the guy playing the priest oh he's like he's got that Emmy fucking locked down no one's touching mm-hmm. that. The um, thing is
2: the Squid Game thing is like very like so, anti-capitalist, right? Like yes. it's Yes. Actually
0: you're going to like this actually. I remember when you came back from Cuba. You're going to like this. I
1: did get really really <laughs> You did get uh...
0: radicalized in Cuba.
1: <laughs> yes. Not in
2: a, not in a bad way. Oh, definitely not. No, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, quickly, quickly. The premise of the Squid Game, and I'm gonna spoil the first episode because the Hang interesting on, I've thing. I've just
1: looked into it. It's got no fucking squids, so. Okay,
0: okay, no, there's there's there are three squids in the second episode. Oh, um,
1: okay, thank God.
0: I actually got really mad. I was texting a lot of people about that. I was like, "There's no fucking squids in this show." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I love the ending where like the main character looks directly into the camera and he says like, "What is this to you? Some kind of Squid Game?" And it's like, whoa. That didn't happen. That he was didn't have
2: to say it, but he did. He really did.
1: <laughs> he said. He said the title. That's a big. That's a big get.
0: They d- yeah. They do say the title in the last episode, but it's like for a real reason. Um. Okay. So the premise of this basically is that there is this uh crazy rich organization, which I won't spoil what it is or what they're doing, but they have like all the money in the world, and what they do is they have this facility set up on this island, and there's this guy in a mask who runs the whole thing called the Front Man, and. Um, if you know Rampa, it's basically Rampa with adults, <laughs> but um, okay. the idea is that, like, they go around and they send agents out to find people who are, like, in horrible, horrible debt, um, and, like, this is a Korean show, this is, this is all in Korea, um, they find people who are in, like, terrible debt and, like, need money desperately, and whose, like, lives are over, basically, like, that much mm-hmm. kind of debt, you know, and... Um, they find these people and they tell them, like, if you want to, like, have a chance to win money, like, call this number. And then they take you to this island. And so they take all these people. There's, like, 450 of them at the beginning. And our main character is one of them because he's, like, a big fucking loser. Like, deadbeat dad sort of. Sh- he's not, like, evil. He's just, like, a shitty guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and... He gets taken there because he owes a lot of money and his mom is, needs it for, like, you know, the hospital and, like, his daughter's being taken away from him and et cetera. And so, like, he goes there and uh, he's, like, he has no... They don't know it's a murder game when they get there. Oh. And then they're all, like, dressed in these suits and, like, put to sleep and taken to this island and then, like, thrown out into this game. And so they have to... The first game they play is Red Light, Green Light. But... They're told like, yeah, just like whenever um, you like, you know, whenever the robot says like green light, you run. And then when it says red light, stop moving. And if you're moving, you'll be eliminated. And
1: oh, but eliminated. right.
0: And so they realize quickly that by eliminated, that means a sniper shoots you in the head. The second you move during oh a red God. light. Oh my God. And then, okay, no. So this is not even the interesting part of this. Cause like they get to the end of this and like maybe half the people survive that ordeal and like, there's a rule in their their little rule book that like they're like if if more than half the people vote to leave the games you can't you can all leave at any time.
1: Oh, but they oh. want the, the money. Well,
0: so it's a very close vote, but they hold a vote and uh, they they get a very very close majority to leave, and so everybody is dismissed, and they take everyone back to civilization and just throw them out on the street. And that that that's the fascinating thing to me because like less than a week later, every single one of them comes back.
2: Oh my Uh. god. Because
0: they all realize that being in debt under, like, the might of capitalism is worse than death. Good Uh. lord, that's very, like, Uh. heavy-handed. It's extremely heavy-handed, and it's extremely good, and, like, the characters are, like, the supporting characters are so good, and, like, now there's also, like, a side story going on the whole time, because there's this cop who, like, his brother went missing, and he overhears, like, Gi-hun, the main character, yelling about, like, oh, there's an island with a crazy mask man who's making people kill each other for money and like the police laugh him out, right? But this guy's like, well, hold on because he found, his brother disappeared and he found one of those same calling cards in his apartment. Right. And so he's like, I'm going to investigate. So he follows them to the island and he goes undercover as one of the squids, which is what I'm calling the guards. (laughs) I don't think that they've said if the squids are the guards or if they're the, the players or if they're us, the audience. I'm still. Oh God, I'm not, I don't if, know.
2: If we, if we were to so, squids all okay. along,
1: <laughs> so it's not like a televised like game show, though. So no, people it's don't not. Know that this is, happening. So this is just some some guy. It's tell. It really is fun.
0: It is televised for a specific group of the elite rich around the world who do this, who bet on it for fun.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. But it's I mean, not it's like plausible. a known thing.
0: Yeah, it's very plausible. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, yeah, the like the they're they're, they're so rich that like they're. I don't know like they're they're the richest people that there could be and um, it sucks they're all very white uh, I guess that tracks
2: expected I guess <laughs> um, that's the expected outcome
0: it's funny because like all the characters in the show are Korean and then like when like the, the the VIPs they're called like the people who like are the running and betting on the games and stuff are like all these just old white men like that that tracks I guess <laughs> oh okay Squid Game, good. Um, it's not, like, the best show I've ever seen. It's just very addictive. And, like, it's one of those shows where I can tell that it would have, like, it would definitely not have hit if it was, like, a week-to-week thing, you know? Like, this is a binge, this is a binging thing.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, uh, worried they're going to do, like, a, an American remake of it or I'm something. I'm so worried
0: they're going to do that. Holy shit. <sighs> Squid- if you don't know this, it's already the most watched show in Netflix history after two weeks of being out.
2: What? Yes. Okay, even more than Tiger King, which they Way claim. Way more than Tiger King. Oh God! The, like,
0: so like they they said that. Well, this
2: I did not watch the Tigers,
1: and I might watch this. So if the this one has
0: anything, squids in it, yeah,
1: squids um, better that. than Tigers. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: The fr- at the end, the the very last scene of the show is the front man looking directly in the camera and saying, "Like, uh, uh, I guess we were the real squids."
1: Stop! Stop lying and making it sound so jumpy.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be good though? Oh, no. Um,
1: oh, <laughs> By definition, no.
0: Uh yeah, and Midnight Mass is also extremely good. That one's much more like of a, a thr- like a like an actual like it, it it feels like very Oscar Beatty kind of TV show. Do you know what I mean? It's extremely good though. Um mm-hmm. and like in that one, they do actually say like "Welcome everyone to Midnight Mass," and I was like, <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, um let's let's get into the shit. Uh, everyone, come with me into into this uh, into the underworld. Yay. we all dropped in. Hello everyone. Hello. Um, I think I'm gonna be Sans.
2: Oh, okay. Uh <clears throat> can, I, can I be Flowey?
0: Yeah, can you do the voice, please?
2: <laughs> oh god, I, I can't remember what Flowey's voice sounds like. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's kinda like a ah,
0: Hello. It's like kinda that kind of Oh, thing. okay. So like a
2: very high voice like this kinda.
0: Yeah, but like a crazy man like a crazy man is voicing them.
1: <laughs> so is your plan to do the voice the whole time or just
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'm just gonna talk like Nero. I think I was just gonna like kind of squat in my chair. Yeah. Here. I mean,
1: you're welcome to be. Yeah. Do the do the whole. Yeah. Work.
0: Um, I like how. Um, even though like. Um, you don't actually hear like Papyrus talk. I like that. Like everyone collectively understands that his voice is like. It is me, Papyrus. <laughs> like he's okay, fucking I- Waluigi. <laughs>
2: From what I remember in his chat logs, he literally does say "neah." Yeah, he does. does. Yeah,
1: he's very proud of himself and his his evil ability. Yes.
0: So, um, why don't you guys, as if I am some sort of uh, charlatan who has never heard of this, could you guys pitch me on what this is, real quickly? Pretend I'm an internet person and I've only seen memes about Sans Undertale, and I don't know anything else about this. (laughs)
2: Okay. Sans I haven't played the game in five years, so I'll let Ash. admittedly
1: very good. It's, all, it's been almost two years for me, but that's uh, closer, so here we go. All right. Sans is also very good, so you are correct in seeing his memes. They should be memes. All right. You are a child, and you are thrust into this world of monsters and loving families who have maybe some dark secrets. Uh, you want to play this game.
0: And Butterscotch Pie.
1: And Butterscotch Pie. Which is the darkest secret of them all. And <laughs> you don't have to fight if you don't want to. That was what really got me into it. Music is amazing, obviously. It's a big, yeah. it's a big get. Um, it has sort of that nostalgic, like, two-dimensional vibe, which I enjoy. Um, there's really buff dogs. Love them. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> and you're not wrong there. There are very buff dogs and long dogs.
1: And long dogs, Yeah.
0: Um, okay, that maybe I don't know if that helped anybody, but we'll. It might
1: um, not have helped anyone, and I think that's all right. I can own that.
0: That's okay. So, um, Undertale was created by uh, mostly by a guy named Toby Fox. Um, his main uh, main partner uh, who contributed to the game besides him is uh, an artist named Temi Chang. Um, th- other people contributed in small ways, but largely this was a two man job, um, and the two of them worked on this. Um, Pro, like, once they had the idea nailed down for what Undertale was going to be, they spent about three years working on it before it came out. So, honestly, pretty good turnaround time for being a two-person team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you probably know Toby Fox um, from just being around the internet. He He's he's out and about. And I have to ask, and I, I don't know if either of you were, because, like, I even might have been, like, almost too young for this and missed it. But, like, do you guys remember Homestuck?
2: I thankfully didn't get into the Homestuck like crowd I was more in the Hitalia side but I remember <laughs> That's Homestuck. I, I know and I mean listen I'm not proud of it but like I, I very distinctly remember there being like very large fandoms for like you know Homestuck and Hitalia, and I was I was um, I had people attempt to like strong-arm me into like enjoying Homestuck but I could never get into it
1: I know the aesthetic of Homestuck. Like, if you put it in front of me, like, I know what it looks like. But I don't I don't think I got into any of it. No, not at the
0: time. I, I was on, like, Tumblr every day, like, in high school. And so, like, I was there for, like, sort of the... I think I missed the peak of, of Homestuck. I was there for some of it. And I was, like, I was kind of in it a little while. And then, like, the Harlequin stuff started and I got out. Um, Fair. But um, anyway, so... Um, Toby Fox was a major contributor to Homestuck and was kind of in that from the beginning and that's kind of where he started doing his stuff so in 2009 he started doing um, music for for Homestuck which I like wasn't I don't know that I was really into it as far as like looking for the music that was associated and stuff you know Um, because like if anyone doesn't know what Homestuck is it was originally a webcomic in 2009 um, created by Andrew Hussey and I I think it's probably fair to say it just evolved into a subculture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was extremely big, uh, especially centered around Tumblr for a long time. And I think probably by like 2013, 14, it was just, it had kind of like faded away. Um, it, it was a very specific internet thing that I think you might've had to be there for. And I don't know that I can explain how weird it was in there and how many people were talking about Harlequins and Angels <laughs> There's um, just,
2: it was a lot of weird shit going on and uh, buckets were a thing and yeah. I just, I, I'm i very glad not to like be able to get right. back to that time.
0: I think it's the same kind of vibe if you were like, if you were at one part, like one time, like part of like the brony group and like got out, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, I was in an equally like toxic like fandom, so I, I understand.
0: Yeah, I was in an equally toxic fandom. I was a big Doctor Who Tumblr person, which was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, Those man. were bad. Those were dark times. Ashley, what's your dark internet secret?
1: I don't think – well, so librarian mother and not a lot of, like, unsupervised internet access until I got to college. So I think at that point my, like, propensity to join intense fandoms had sort of faded. Like, I wasn't even allowed to have a Neopet. Like,
2: there was, no. I <laughs> know. Oh,
1: it was be- – yeah, because, like, adults could talk to you and groom you on there according to the library. Neopets?
0: That's what neopets. I've been told.
1: I have no, I have no evidence one way or another for that.
2: Um, and I'm sure it could happen, but like, I think it would be would challenging
1: because, like, there is no pictures of you. It is just,
0: <laughs> it's just neopet. a neopet. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Uh, so but I guess I, the
2: expectation is that like anyone on there is probably going to be under the age of sixteen.
1: So yeah, I'm trying to think. I got super into the whole like, suit. Like I feel like 2015, 2016. I was like very much a Bernie bro, which is sort of a part of my life that I look back on with like a little cringe. But that was like the closest to internet like fandom I got into.
0: Yeah, but like I mean I think I think we all did that. So Yeah. (laughs) And anyway. And we were rewarded with our efforts with the pandemic. Um love it. So Homestuck is anyway, Toby Fox got his start there and um eventually kind of moved on from that and has since composed music for a lot of different things. Um, he worked He worked on the music for the video game Hive Swap, uh, of course, for Undertale and Deltarune. He r- wrote all that music himself. And he also wrote music for um, Game Freak's uh, 2019 RPG called Little Town Hero, which was a um, not a good game, good soundtrack, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: and, crazily enough, Toby Fox uh, composed a song for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it is in the game um can you imagine shitposting posting so good that you get to write music for pokemon
2: <laughs> i mean when you make good music you make good music you could be a shit poster and still like get big yeah. i mean isn't that what happened to little nas <laughs> oh that's <laughs> that is true. true he was like a big Nicki minaj stan right something like that he was super like big on memeing on the internet and then just became rich and famous i I'm love proud it. it proud yeah. of
1: him
0: i'm proud um <laughs> So, anyway, um, he set out to develop a, a new game with interesting characters and stuff that he he wanted to, like... So, he was a fan of of RPGs to some extent, but he kept finding them, like, boring to play because he felt they were too formulaic. Mm-hmm. Like, there were uh, concepts about RPGs that you could always expect to show up again. And the one that really caught his eye as the, the model of what RPGs should be was Earthbound. So... I don't know that have have y'all had any experience with that series cuz I super don't. Like I don't I, I know of it, but like okay, so in Japan there was a game called Mother and then there was uh, there there are three games called Mother 1, 2, and 3. And Mother 2 was the only one that was localized for the US and they released that as Earthbound. I don't know I don't know. Um and uh they never mother 3 has never made its way over to the US or been translated so it still only came out in japanese on like the super nintendo um it's been like 25 years right <laughs> so people are still waiting on that that localization reggie has it you know reggie he has it
1: <laughs> he's got it he's got he's sitting on it yeah yeah
0: he said he has it like <laughs> 8 years ago and we're still waiting
2: <laughs> god
0: um but anyway um so, anyway, like, Nintendo released Earthbound, like, a long-ass time ago, and it's a it's a big, like, cult hit, Um, and I have no doubt that if they released, like, Mother 3 or whatever no, they're Earthbound 2, whatever super, it would be in the
1: Super Smashes.
0: Yeah, you know, know Ness and Lucas, they are right in there. Um, Yeah, that's where I they I have come. seen
1: this game, I just have not, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. It was not big, and it's, it's very easy to miss because it's so I old.
1: was allowed to play Super Nintendo as a child, so I should have found it. But.
0: Right, because adults couldn't groom you through that.
1: No, they couldn't. It's very challenging.
0: That would have been challenging. So um, he said that he wanted to work with a, a story that would utilize the medium as a storytelling device instead of having the story and the gameplay abstractions be completely separate. Um, this is a really interesting concept that I've talked about on the show before called ludonarrative dissonance, which is a good name for your uh, for your band if you want to use that. Thank you. Um, welcome. So um, this concept of ludonarrative disons- dissonance is the idea that the gameplay informs the story of a game, and the story inform informs the gameplay. So, um, a great example of doing badly at this is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, <laughs> um, which I think I think just saying a, a bad example might make the concept make more sense because that game has a story. The story of that game and the narrative is all about like taking down the corporations, fuck the police. You know, I'm out here like on that on that grind um you know just trying to fuck things up anarchy all the way and but like most of the the missions in the open world are just like doing jobs for the police and for the big companies <laughs> and it's like you guys had like you guys missed like the one in Im- one thing about cyberpunk <laughs> it's like fuck the police you know it's like <laughs> anyway um so uh, Toby Fox wanted to work on a game that would have a very, very connected story and gameplay element. Um, and uh, so they launched this on Kickstarter. I don't know if anyone was there for that. I remember the Kickstarter being uh, launched um, for a, a game. I did not know anything about it, but I remember th- I remember when this was on Kickstarter because there was just a picture of Sans like, dancing or whatever. And I was like, this guy, he's going to be big. I know it. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they ended up, uh, they, they uh, were shooting to raise $5,000 to assist with development, uh, which I is a very small amount of money. Yeah, to make like, a whole game. Maybe, like, pays for, like, one month's salary for two people. <laughs> and, um, anyway, they raised $51,000, um, <laughs> which is more, more reasonable. Yeah. Um, still is like not like a ton for a whole video game though that like pays I mean, for like half a year of development maybe <laughs>
2: especially since they worked on it for three years
0: yeah um so um he worked on the game independently largely and um temi temi chang of course contributed uh, a lot of the art the concept designs for the characters and sprites um so if uh he said uh there's a interesting thing about how he designed the characters though or how, how they designed the characters um toby fox said there is a psychological thread that says audiences become more attached to characters drawn simply rather than in detail um i thought this was interesting i don't know how do you guys feel about that
1: i had never heard that i guess like you can project your own self onto a simple character more
0: that's possible i feel like some character i feel like characters drawn with like the the like less definition and like pixel art and stuff are maybe um I don't know like when Mario when in like the old Mario when Mario like jumps like do you feel like you're jumping
2: is it a matter of like feeling what the character feels or is it a matter of like I don't know like because I feel like when I watch like animated series like I feel a lot more attached to those characters on it than I do with like live action series sometimes so I mean like I think maybe the simplistic aspect like Ash, are you said, saying like that anime
0: you- people are just real people drawn badly
2: no, I mean, no. I mean, kind drawn, <laughs> I mean, drawn in general. Je- drawn by
0: God badly.
1: <laughs> by definition, they are like less, like you can't get as much detail in an anime as you do to like a human human. Humans have, you know, nuance that I think a uh, drawing can't quite capture.
2: And I think like drawings also kind of like come with a... I don't know maybe less like flaws so they kind of come with like a more ideal and a more idealized form which I know is Mm. weird to say because like you would imagine with more detail that would make more sense but like if you can project some of like if you can project more feeling onto it then I guess like what you would see like uh like you know like when you see other people like you kind of like make these judgments maybe not like intentionally about like their looks but like with 3d characters or like 2d characters like i feel like it's a lot easier to not project those thoughts onto them if that makes any sense
0: <laughs> um let's say it does because we got to move on oh god um.
1: okay i've never read this this so-called psychological concept though yeah so, i don't I mean, know i i'll I d- buy it because i he seems like a smart dude but i've never heard yeah um.
0: so i kind of agree with it so um, he said th- there they were a lot of inspirations for this game. The Mario and Luigi RPG series were were really integral. I have not played any of the games in that series, and I know I'm gonna get crucified by gamers for that. But um, have you all played any of those?
1: Not. I think they were brought up in the the Chaos Forty Person podcast, though, weren't they?
0: They might have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're well. They're well. They're well known and well regarded RPGs. Um, I I don't know. I don't know i know those are really beloved and so i'm sorry uh, but i'm just giving a shout out um so the bullet hell stuff was inspired by the toho project series which is you know kind of like old school bullet hell games um when working out on the battle system uh fox wanted to create like a mechanic that he enjoyed <laughs> which was good he's like i want to like this game i don't care about other people which i like i think that's cool um So he kind of took inspiration from Super Mario RPG, um, Square Enix's game from 1996, and then Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Um, He did not want people to ever have to grind because he thinks it sucks, which he's right. He's correct. Um, Mm -hmm. So he left it optional to players. You can grind if you want to, but it doesn't really help you in any way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And he also didn't add any fetch quests because they would involve backtracking, which he does not want people to ever do, which is nice. Um, so the dialogue system of speaking with the demons, um, or the rather the monsters in the game was inspired directly by Shin Megami Tensei, which of course later would become the uh, Persona series. So, yeah, you can you can see the line. I think you can draw the line there of where that came from of just like chatting with these demons during battle and being like, Hey, you want to you want to actually join my team instead? And they're like, Oh, hmm, interesting. Um, have 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 you all played any of the the games in that that series?
2: Unfortunately not. Cool. I tend to be a first person shooter type of person.
0: If we added a gun to Persona, would you play it?
2: Yes, probably.
0: They have <laughs> they actually have guns, so I tricked you.
2: Oh god, true. Okay, so I guess I gotta go I gotta go play Persona now.
0: Yeah. Um they do literally all the characters have a different kind of gun and Ryuji okay. even has like a machine gun. It's great. Um,
2: Stop the podcast. She has to go get Persona. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hope you have a hundred hours to dedicate.
2: Oh God, oh, I wish.
0: I like. I love that game so much, but like, I I cannot like. I can't. I I will not like force anybody to play a one hundred hour game. Like it just like I understand. It's it's insane to ask that of somebody.
2: If I wasn't a corporate slave, I would love to invest a hundred hours into Persona. However. Which is which is
0: ironically a game about not being a corporate slave.
2: God damn it. <laughs>
0: Um so anyway um the concept of fighting uh the concept of like the the um the genocide and the pacifist run for this game came from a little game called Moon RPG Remix Adventure from 1997. So that game was originally released only in Japan and it actually only came to the US last year um about you know 20 what 23 years later.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is crazy. Um I did play a few hours of it last year. I did not understand anything that was happening um but uh having looked at a fan translation from a long time ago he was inspired by this idea that fighting is evil and you're gathering this thing called uh, lv which is you know in that game like everyone thinks is uh, like leveling up and it's actually like like big evil or some some acronym it's whatever right. <laughs> big i don't know big little e- little evil little no that's not even right little little vil- villain little villain <laughs> Um. So the world of Undertale was level inspired- of
1: violence. Level Sorry. of violence. There account. we go. I googled it though. I didn't.
0: Jesus. I'm you doing didn't a pacifist.
1: I'm doing a pacifist run, so I have nothing. I have zero of those. I have one. That was a really I nice humble brag
0: you that. stuck in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I say I'm doing. I just stopped. I couldn't kill the big king dad, so I stopped.
0: Right. I couldn't kill King Dad either. I- Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Like, I like have not technically finished undertale because i can't like i couldn't beat Flowey was my problem
2: i couldn't get past sans to be honest
0: so like (laughs) i I did not do a genocide run so i definitely would not have been able to beat sans that's Um, fair
2: thing is my genocide run was unintentional um <laughs> you unintentionally killed everybody no i mean i, I killed your mother well that was the that was the point i accidentally killed toriel in the beginning oh and, i did and, too no but I, I felt bad and i tried to restart and i i started a new game and I was like haha nope you cannot have your sins forgiven we know what you did
0: so I to oh just my god through it i had sort of a tragic backstory because i like killed toriel because i thought i had to i could i couldn't like stop and then like then I was like, I'm lost. I must kill everything I see now. I'm a lost soul. <laughs> it hurts so much. Um, so the world, he cited a bunch of different stuff as inspiring. Um, mostly the game Brandish, but also he said Mr. Bean was a heavy inspiration for, San, uh, for Sans and Papyrus's antics. Huh, okay. Um, which I think was very fun. And uh, of course, heavily influenced by EarthBound. I'm imagining Sans like or or like maybe maybe more like Papyrus like you know like coming coming to like a party and then like tripping and like maybe sliding down a, a big staircase on a briefcase and like knocking over the, the hostess into a big punch bowl. I or think something.
1: because papyrus takes himself more seriously. That that thing.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um so he said I wanted to make the games monsters feel like an individual. He cited the Final Fantasy series as the opposite, saying all monsters and RPGs like Final Fantasy are the same, and there's no meaning to that. So dunk, <laughs> <laughs> big dunk on Final Fantasy there. Good. So uh, Toriel, uh, who was the, one of the first characters that you meet, is uh, was created as a parody of tutorial characters, very specifically a parody of Fi from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword.
2: <laughs> goat mom, I just I love her so much.
0: I love I miss my goat mom. I'll say it i'm not ashamed
2: I'm
1: <laughs> i shouldn't sorry. be ashamed that y'all murdered your goat moms stop <laughs> i can
0: still miss her i, can, like, I didn't her.
2: do it on purpose i swear <laughs> the
1: only reason i didn't i think is because Mira really emphasized he was like i'm not giving you any hints but you don't have to kill anyone
0: <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i said that like in like all caps like nine times like i like i'm am like i'm not gonna look and i'm not gonna spoil this for you but here are some spoilers
1: You didn't. You didn't. You just said you don't have to kill anyone, which I guess is a spoiler, but I appreciate it for, like, my own mental well-being.
2: Yeah. Um, Because when you do play the... the, Oh, my God.
0: The genocide runs, like, it's... (laughs) They make you feel so guilty. It's so fucking awful. And, like, also, I want to just comment, like, the genocide runs are, like, really short. Like, because, like, the more, like... Because, like, if you kill people, then, like, more and more... People like later in the game just like run away and just aren't there, and so there's no quests or stories or people to talk to or anything to fight. And like,
1: I will say that without any LVs, it's very hard to fight King Dad, so I don't know. There are downsides,
0: yeah. If you could pick the stop, who who, who do you want on your team, Goat Mom or King Dad? Goat mom. <laughs> goat
1: mom just, has more snacks, which I'm a big fan
2: of. And it's less is, moody overall. The guilt is there. I need I need her on my team. And she thinks she can stop goat dad, I think. So mm-hmm.
0: she can um,
2: have. Uh,
0: so um, uh, Fox also felt that the role-playing uh, video games generally lacked mother characters um, because in games like Pokemon or like Mother slash Earthbound, he felt that the mothers were kind of just like symbols rather than characters. And so... He created Toriel to be a mom that acts like a mom and cares about the player's actions like a mom would. Mm -hmm. Which, like, shout out, because there really aren't a lot of moms in in video games. It's sort of
1: a Disney trope of, like, you can't have a big adventure if you have a mom. So Disney movies always, like, kill her off. Seriously. God, I'm like
0: I'm sick of every video game, like, being, like, a gruff dad has to rescue his daughter. Like, I'm just, I'm so done with it. (laughs)
2: I guess I kind of inherent, like, accidentally followed the Disney trope by killing off my goat mom
0: oh, <laughs> before that's true, the game yeah. even
2: started. And
0: then you tragically have to fight your father at the end and kill. Oh him. God! Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Sh- shout out. There's just literally just very few moms in video games, and like Toriel's a cool one. Um, papyrus. So papyrus and and Sans or Sans. I'm gonna say Sans. Were like. Um, probably the most iconic part of this game. Um, they are obviously named after, you know, fonts, <laughs> the font, which was they, in which they speak, which I think is very fun. <laughs> um, and, uh, they're, um, they're both listed as being inspired by, uh, J.N. Weedle, who is the author of Helvetica, which is a webcomic series about skeletons named after the Helvetica font.
2: Oh my God. Which <laughs> is like,
0: like you, this guy was so deep into it. You know what I mean? Yeah um papyrus was uh was in particular was conceived as a sketch in toby fox's notebook he was originally a mean-spirited character named times new roman and wore a fedora
1: <laughs> i was so glad he's papyrus
2: now like couldn't they have a third one that would have been like, so fun this is our
0: brother times new fedora <laughs> wait
2: isn't there like don't they have like a dad or something or an older brother that you can like find I think uh, they
0: mention having another brother, but I don't think you see them ever.
2: Well, because not I remember, sure. I remember on Tumblr people used to like post about him all the time, and I can't, I never like found out how to find him in the game.
0: I'm gonna look quickly. Papyrus' third brother. Hold on,
2: it's either their brother or their dad or something. Is there
0: a, is there a third brother? There uh, should
2: be. I'm like positive, unless like this is some sort of fever dream, and I like
0: I imagine this... or some I had... sort
1: of like Tumblr canon that's not.
0: Yeah, I don't see anything of. Ab- about a third brother. I'm gonna still type in dad here. I typed. In it was sp-
2: Gaster. Gaster. That was the name.
0: Gaster is the dad Isn't of Hypirus and Sam
2: Oh wait, it says they were the royal scientists before Alphys, responsible for creating Core. Gaster's followers relay various explanations as to what happened to Gaster. I don't know why I assumed this was like. <laughs> okay, no, they're associated with Sons for some reason. Just looking at their oh. Wikipedia page
0: i'm on the i'm on the i'm on the uh, the fandom wiki forums right now which is a bad place to be I'm gonna just close <laughs> this. um let's just say that let's say yes um so uh as far as the soundtrack of course we have to talk about because like this is legitimately still one of my favorite game soundtracks ever like mm-hmm. um it is pretty much universally beloved won tons of awards uh for the music and um toby fox actually composed everything himself with fl studio and he's actually a self-taught musician um he just kind of played around till he made very good music. <laughs> and um, he composed all these tracks with very little um, iteration. He actually, like, is you, he, he basically, like, used the first draft of every one of the songs that you hear. Um, except for the main theme, Undertale. So, hilariously, I did not know this. Megalovania actually was not developed for Undertale. Why? Uh, no, he actually he created it for Homestuck. <laughs>
2: It's like the most iconic music or most iconic song in the game. They're, oh, my God. I can't believe that wasn't supposed to be meant for Undertale. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's crazy. And it's actually supposed to be um, it was actually also used in a uh, an Earthbound ROM hack that he made <laughs> oh as God. well. OK. Um, so um, this is also really cool. And I don't know that I've ever heard this before. Um Toby Fox actually composed the music for each section of the game before visually designing it, because he said that would give him an idea of what it was supposed to vibe like.
1: I like that a lot. That's a very cool concept.
0: It is very cool because music is almost always like the, the last things that are done for the game development process are the music and the voice acting almost always. So it's really cool to see it done the other way. Um, and really is only an achievable thing when you're like a one person team, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so the soundtrack has obviously been well received and has actually sold quite a few copies on its own. Um, and uh, yeah, it's shout out to um, some of those songs, like the fucking the Ruin song. Always makes me sad. Like bum bum bum. Mm-hmm. Oh. Bum bum. I love the last theme too. When you're fighting King Dad, it's because <laughs> it's like all that's of his the,
1: name. We should stop. i I've, making
0: I've it. forgotten his name. Asgore. Azeroth
1: it's asgore
0: yeah asgore azeroth is where world of warcraft takes place um (laughs) so yeah anyway um even if you don't intend to play this game check out some of the music because like um obviously Mm -hmm. you've heard the the song megalovania before but even oh bone Trustle is very good the papyrus song Mm -hmm.
2: the game came out like seven years ago at this point right i still listen to megalovania
0: I think it was 2015, so that would have been how many years ago? Was that six?
2: Six. six. Can't even tell.
0: Um, um, Lost the concept
2: of time with the pandemic, right?
0: Ooh, the spider dance also very good.
2: the spiders <gasps> are good. I
0: love. Um, anyway, check out the music. Yeah, it's it's very good. I'm I regularly, uh, so I semi regularly listen to to the soundtrack of this game. So. Um, and it was released on uh, September fifteenth, twenty fifteen, uh, for PC and Mac, and uh, then uh, the next year for Linux. And um, he was uh, he was like interested in releasing Undertale on other platforms, but he said it wouldn't work on the Wii U without <laughs> reprogramming it because the Wii U didn't support the engine that he used.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it was the Wii U.
0: Plus, it was the Wii U, and so and they sold nine of them. And I had one. Did anyone else have one of those nine? <laughs>
2: I did not. Uh, no, I did not. Also,
0: interesting. Yeah, um, I feel like people are like. I feel like there are a lot of Wii U apologists out there now who are like, "Oh, it actually, wasn't that bad? It was pretty bad." <laughs> I had one. I was there from the. I was there from day yeah, one. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think your your opinion on that is more valid than ours because you experienced, you know, the whole.
0: Yeah, the thing is, like, it had so it had so many great games on it, but like, also they were like maybe like one or two games came out a year for it, but they were all great.
2: (laughs) So when did the Wii U come out?
0: 2012.
2: Okay. So that was a while ago. I was never really much of a handheld gaming person to begin with. So I guess that would make sense. I didn't have one.
0: It was just like, imagine if your switch weighed like as much as five switches and was three times as bulky and was made of cheap plastic. (laughs) And then also didn't work if you moved too far away from your TV.
2: Makes sense in 2012, I guess.
0: Or 2013. Um, Anyway, so, um, but when the Switch was announced, he was like, I can get on that, and uh, immediately began working on a um, PS4 and a Switch uh, port, which came out in 2017 and 2018, respectively. Uh, the Switch version came out with exclusive content, actually, which I don't know if anyone's seen in, like, Let's Plays or anything. No, um, yeah, I don't have yeah. Switch. So there's an anime that, like, Alphys keeps talking about. I can't remember what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about, though?
1: I know what you're talking about. I don't. It's like I... Miss
0: Muffet or something weird like that. Anyway, like you fight, you fight the character from the anime that she's always talking about.
2: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Um, which is pretty fun. So. Um, and then it finally came out on <laughs> Xbox a few months ago. <laughs> so good work, Xbox. They made it. You guys figured out how to run Undertale <laughs> on there um so yeah it received pretty universal critical acclaim came out with a 93 on metacritic which is quite good (laughs) um uh, sold about a million copies in its first year and to date has sold about five million which is actually kind of low considering how big this game is um but i think a lot of it does go back to like what we were talking about with like a lot of fans of this game have not played it
1: (laughs) that's interesting
0: it's one of those games that got very popular by just watching let's plays of it and like I've watched several like um, I've watched the um, game Grumps do it. And like the they did the steam train one like years and years ago. And like uh, I've watched some other people play it as well. Like it's just a very watchable game to watch other people play and like not miss too much of the experience. You know what I mean?
2: Because mm-hmm. I mean, like going uh, through the story itself, I think is one of the like more like memorable aspects of it. Because especially if you're not like the type of person that can get through the big boss fights. Because I genuinely don't think most people have finished
0: the game. <laughs> no, like nine people did, and, and they were the same people that owned Wii U's.
1: But you didn't finish the game, of and you owned a Wii U. It's not right.
0: Because I gave away my Wii U.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> I I almost like doing this makes me want to go back and give it another go. Because I' so close to finishing the game. Just like for the sake of my own like sanity, do I need to have the check mark in my own brain? You know. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, like if anyone's like if anyone's not like completely familiar with what we've been talking about with the genocide run and stuff, I should explain that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was sorry. thinking
2: about that. That's a very
0: it's a strong word. And I don't know, that's the one where you that's the what's the game is though. Yeah. Um so there's there's three ways to run the game. You can do a pacifist run where you do not kill anybody. Um and that is extremely difficult, but it is kind of the way you're supposed to do it the first time.
2: Especially if you accidentally kill somebody the first time you encounter a monster.
0: <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry about this for the next like couple months. The pie the time. Is still on the table that she made. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm choking on my drink, but also tears. <laughs> um, okay, so... There's the genesis. Gen-
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> okay, take a I'm deep gonna, breath. I'm going to get water. <laughs> take Please a deep talk breath. About, talk okay. about something. <laughs> uh.
2: uh Who's your favorite Undertale character? Let's go with that one.
1: Oh, shit. I should know her name. But she's cool. She's a fish
2: lady. I undyne. I fucking love undyne. She was yep. also going to be my favorite. <laughs>
1: Damn it, we can't have a favorite. Yes, we can.
2: She's great. She's. I she's also fabulous. like
1: the little kid
2: who helps me hide
1: from her. That's a that's a good good little kid.
2: Oh, uh, which one is that? He's
0: like a dog child.
2: Oh wait, are you talking about um Temmie? No, Temmie owns the shop, right? No, no, yeah, he just like. So you're- It's you're like some sort of, of a dog child and,
0: in the grass.
1: <laughs> keep drinking water. You're not okay. It is a dog child in the grass. Okay.
2: <laughs> I just loved Undyne and Alphys, like, the way they interacted with each other, too. I did love that, too. They were fantastic.
1: Alphys makes me anxious because I feel like she needs- Oh, it's her- okay. The kid's name is Monster Kid, which I would not have <laughs> remembered. That's, That's so
0: creative. Name. Such a creative name. Um, okay. I have to say this, like, and maybe- Maybe this is gonna get me canceled, on the internet, but I did not like Alphys very much. I think she's <gasps> kind Alphys of makes me
1: anxious because I feel like she expects like I don't know. I feel like she has emotional she's needs that like I, the child, cannot cannot give
0: her. <laughs> the child, um, Undyne should provide those for her. Yeah. Well, like okay, I I think Undyne can do better. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you no, want Undyne
2: right. for yourself? Is that why you're saying that?
0: No, she can do better than me too. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I really like her. I I think it's interesting that like, um, so there's like this, I don't think I saw this written by Toby Fox anywhere, but there's like a common understanding that the reason that fighting Undyne is so, so hard, like such a difficulty spike, because they, it's kind of to communicate the idea that she is supposed to be like the thing that gets you to stop playing the game and like Mm -hmm. protect the kingdom from you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, like on the genocide run, which I think is cool. Um.
2: But, I mean, you should explain the the neutral yes, genocide explain, and yes, pacifist explain. runs.
0: Yeah, so if you don't kill anybody the entire time, which is again very difficult to do, but um, you basically like reason your way through stuff like you know persona style with these monsters, and oh, <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> okay, um. And then you, and then you die.
1: <laughs> don't tell yeah. me that I haven't died yet.
0: <laughs> no, I am dying. Um,
2: Take a deep breath,
0: <laughs> please. I just yeah, got so, so, you I can, just got so uh, excited about Sam's undersale. <laughs> so, um, he got it.
2: He's in Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they made him into a sex icon on the internet. Please don't talk about him this way.
0: And I I'm Why would sorry, they do
1: that because
0: Tumblr so- is I'm, fucking insane. Because people are sexually excited about this weird, <laughs> this weird small skeleton. Why like, is
1: he so squat? <laughs> um.
0: Okay. So. Um. Anyway, in the in the pacifist run, you don't kill anybody. There's a neutral run where you kill some enemies, and that's kind of the one most people do on the first run, just by nature of how you play games. Um. Is it a neutral a, run? oh wait just kidding
2: i was i was about to explain the ending of the neutral run so i shouldn't i'm not gonna go forward with that (laughs) yeah um it's
0: yeah so the genocide run is where you kill every single person in the game and so every single monster you have to hunt them all down mercilessly and kill them and it is a much shorter game on that run i think even if you like if you if depending on how long it takes you to fight sans Sans, (laughs) it's like um it's it's only a few hours long game um because as you play the game more, the word spreads about a terrible force of evil coming through the land and people just run and evacuate before you get there. And there is no game um, until you get to um, S- uh, Sans is like the final boss of the genocide run. And it's such a sad conversation. Cause it's like, you know, like I think like, he's like, I, you know, we could have been friends in another life sort of a thing. And then he's like, you're going to have a bad time. And then it's the hardest boss battle ever made. Um, and you can go to, um, sans.com right now, if you want to practice, Huh? it's actually like, there's actually a website where you can practice the fight. Let me, let me see what it's called. Um,
2: just like watching other people do those fights. It's called like, bad
0: time simulator. <laughs> it's
2: such a bad time.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, you can practice, um, you can practice doing it there if you'd like. Um, it is, it is extremely difficult and I, I, I've never tried it because I've never gotten that far in the genocide run cuz I felt so bad. <laughs>
2: if you want to if you really want to have a bad time, just go watch somebody do the run through of the Sans boss fight and just like cry about it. It's it's sad to watch.
0: Oh, and like fucking um we didn't even mention Metaton.
2: Oh my
1: god. Yeah, I know. I fuck-
0: him. And his oh, wonderful, wonderful legs. legs.
1: <laughs> They're great. You have to compliment them a lot in the yeah. As Definitely a narcissist. Like- Dodge everything end. to pacifist and avoid hurting him. You just compliment his legs constantly.
0: <laughs> I like how I like how they they like kind of glisten. Um,
1: That's good that he'd love to hear it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of fun, really colorful characters. This is sort of like an anti-RPG, and there are going to be some shades of of Pokemon in it. There are some shades of Earthbound, but like it does a really cool job kind of deconstructing the idea of an RPG and. Um, at the same time as using its own, you know, systems and stuff. So it is a really cool game. I think that like I don't love the bullet hell stuff a lot because I'm bad at it. I'm um, very
1: bad at it. That is the the biggest advantage to pacifist is that until the very end, you kind of can avoid doing any bullet hell stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can avoid then when stuff.
1: you have to do it, you're very very bad at it because you've never tried it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that. and. Um, so there's, um, we should talk quickly about Delta room, which is a, um, a new game that Toby Fox has been making in chapters. So chapter two just dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter one was three years ago. I remember yeah. when it came out. Cause I like downloaded a mystery exe file to my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it like when, when he dropped that first chapter, he didn't even say what it was. He was just like, he just like uploaded like on, on his website, like an e- a unnamed exe file. <laughs> It's like, download this into your computer. And I was like, yes.
2: (laughs) Anything for you.
0: Anything, Toby. And um, Delta Rune is very cool. It is a parallel story. It's a it's an alternate universe retelling of not retelling. Even it's a whole different story with different characters. Um, Some of them are the same, but it's kind of a it's a different universe. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really cool. And um, a little bit darker than Undertale in a weird way. (laughs) i will um, say
2: i have not played any part of delta could you explain the plot of it a little bit like at least from what yeah. you've played
0: so um i've only played chapter one but um essentially you play oh man the opening's so good because it, it, you go through this character creator right and it's like um like make your choice like is your character like sad frightened whatever like and you would you make all these choices for like spend like 15 minutes building your character, and it's like, is this you? And it's like, yes. Like, is this really who you are? And <laughs> oh it's like, yes? God. And then it's and then it says, good. And then it just deletes the character, and it says, in this world, you cannot choose who you are. <laughs> you work with what you are given. <laughs> and it's like, ah! I, love,
2: I love how self-aware, like, the Undertale, well, Undertale, and then I guess, like, if Deltarune is kind of following that same yeah. thing. I love how self-aware the game is.
0: It's very good. Um, and it makes you this character called Chris. And uh K R I S and um you were just a um young woman dropped into this world and you are your goat mom is still there. Toriel is actually your st- still your mom, but actually oh, your God. mom now. Um and you uh go to school and there's a bully there, Susie, who's like a horse lady monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's like, whatever, you know, anarchy reigns supreme, <laughs> you know? Like she and she just like her she's like that person, like her answer to everything is like whatever. Um and um, Dr. Alphys is your teacher, <laughs> and huh. yeah, and um, you and Susie have to go to the um, go get more chalk from the closet. And when you go in there, the door disappears behind you, and you fall into this other world. And the two of you, okay. so this is a world you you are somebody from a world of monsters that falls into a, a another world and another, another uh, monster world. Okay. Um, and. It's um. It's mostly the first chapter is about the two of them trying to get out, and Susie is kind of like a like a little bitch, and so right. um, she actually becomes evil pretty early on, and you have to fight her.
2: Oh, okay. And you,
0: yeah, you make a new group of friends, um, who like help you adventure through and and try to escape from the underworld
2: by Susie, I guess.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. It's all. It's a real Naruto Sasuke situation. Um. And um. Yeah, it's a good game. the The biggest difference from Undertale is that there's no bullet hell stuff, and it is like kind of ordinary turn based combat. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have a party; it's party based combat too. You have a party of characters with their own like weapons and attacks and spells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's a really interesting story. I liked it a lot. I like the characters. I am. I've heard that chapter two is like phenomenal. I because chapter one was like, all right, this is cool. I'll I'll see what comes comes out, but People have said chapter two is, like, amazing. Okay.
2: Ooh, um, I've seen a lot of, like, memes start coming up, uh, coming up yeah. about it again since chapter oh, two just dropped. The Chris, the- where the hell are we meme? Yeah,
0: yeah, that one. Like, Chris, <laughs> where the hell are we? Because I think they get out at the end of the last one, and then they're back, and they're like, where the hell are we? And it's just like they're in Narnia or something.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hi.
0: Um, Ashley, did you just fall into the underworld?
1: Yeah, I did just now.
0: Oh, uh, how is it-, it?
1: Um, It's darker than it used to be. <laughs> Not in that the that's, underworld. Yeah, it's dark down here.
0: Okay, that's bad. Um, Sorry,
1: my, my cat jumped on my laptop as, uh, as
2: expected. Uh, sounds like that's a bad time.
0: A, yep. So yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to throw out about um, about this game?
2: I really liked Napstablook as well. That oh, was the the ghost the character. You can go to NapstaBluke's house. They, I think, if you go to the refrigerator, they offer you a sandwich. And you eat the ghost sandwich. <laughs> and then they offer to, like, lay on the ground and feel like garbage with you. So if you yeah, lay down you do and about. feel like garbage, like, the entire room, like, turns into a galaxy. It's really, it's, it's a really to, cool How reaction. do I
1: go to his house? That sounds amazing. I, I can't remember feel, like, where Napstablook's
2: house is.
0: <laughs> I want to get blazed with Napstablook. <laughs>
2: I think it's near Undyne's house. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, it's... Oh, and also the Temmies. We forgot the Temmies.
2: Oh, the Temmies. I'm Jammy! <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Tammy Village. <laughs> that was so loud. So loud.
0: <laughs> I mean they are Temmis.
1: That's true. No, um, it was it was
2: accurate. Just loud. Yeah,
0: and of course Temmis being uh, the the creator of the Temi, Temi Chang herself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: Um basically just made herself into a Pokemon and threw forty of them into a village, so which is really good. The best self insert
2: you could have in a video game, I oh, think. Yeah. It really
0: um is. All right, so I've got to head out. Um, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, thank you guys for um, uh, for joining us. Um, we are um, uh, you can find us on on Twitter at GameBustersPod, and uh, I'm at Gondizi on Twitter. Um, Alyssa, where are you?
2: Uh, my Twitter handle should be GoBallistic. <laughs> it that would be spelled. It's,
0: good. <laughs> it's super good because it has your name in it anyway.
2: I know. I start I started using
0: it. When I was twelve. It's just... No, it's really good. Jeez. <laughs> Use it. It's better than Ashley's.
1: Hey, it's hydrology because it's my hydrologist Twitter. So hit me up on Google Scholar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm gonna go make a Google Scholar account
0: right now.
1: I don't think you can do that. Grammit. I don't think that's how it is.
0: I don't oh, think man. I'm on
2: Google Scholar yet. Someday.
0: Didn't I, I thought you were on a thing? I don't know. It's yeah. The new
2: social media platform, guys, get ready for it.
0: Yeah, okay. um, it's called skull. Schol- it's called Scholar without the A at the end.
2: Scholar, Scholar. <laughs> It's
0: it's S C H O L R.
2: It's like Grinder.
0: <laughs> okay, I was thinking of Tumblr, but it is also like Grinder. <laughs>
2: <Huh.
0: laughs> yeah, it's sort of a <laughs> and it's sort of a network for gay academics to find each other. I love that. I really love that. Actually, it's really specialized. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's let's close out. Does anyone have a, a last word that they want to um, say to kind of take us out of here? Um, really capture all of what Undertale is all about.
2: Oh man, uh, I should have thought about this beforehand.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's supposed to come to you in the moment. Ashley, what are you feeling right now at this moment?
1: Oh, I'm just a visitor. I didn't think I had to.
0: That's exactly what your character says in Undertale
1: i am just a visitor i'm just a, i see
0: that wasn't good either um no it v- didn't
1: it wasn't supposed to be good nero okay. it was supposed to prompt Alyssa to say something better
0: yeah did it work uh
1: no <laughs> i think just scrap the whole podcast i think yeah. if you I listen to this, this point i
0: think if you listen to this podcast you're gonna have a bad time we'll end it there <laughs>
2: here we go <laughs> that, that's a good one all
0: right It was just like imagine if your switch weighed like as much as five switches and was three times as bulky and was made of cheap plastic and then also didn't work if you moved too far away from your TV.